0: This episode of Deep Throne's, we review House of the Dragons, Season 1, Episode 8, The Lord of the Tides. We discuss the controversy over who should inherit the Driftmark Throne. We break down how much of a badass Aemon One-Eye is becoming, and we all mourn the loss of King Viserys, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here.
1: Not to be with Welcome back to Deep Thrones. This is a review of season one, episode eight, "Lord of the Tides." Lord of the Tides. I'm Sims, my partner Sheedy's here. What's up, Sheedy? Hey,
0: how's it going, man? Uh,
1: you know, be a little bit better if the Bears won today, but that's well, okay. the Vikings
0: won, so we're all very happy about that, right, Vikings fans? Skull, they beat the <laughs> Bears today. Honestly, it was such a it was such a weird game, such a shitty game. I feel like both is, teams
1: is Kirk Cousins elite.
0: Well, that, that's easy answer is. No. No. I mean, I guarantee you he's got an elite pair of jean shorts at home. He cuts his grass to the perfect height, you know, wears his collared shirt when he goes to Sunday Mass. Some
1: nice New Balance
0: shoes. But man, he loves throwing interceptions.
1: (laughs) I I mean, we all love some good interceptions sometimes. I love Kirk Cousins. First off,
0: folks, you may be, as you out there listening to us talk about football on this Game of Thrones podcast or House of the Dragon podcast, you might be noticing we both sound pretty good. It's because we're in person again. It's been like three, I think three or four weeks since we've been in the OG studio. Wow, here we are. It feels nice. We're back. We have our first home game in weeks. It's nice. Drinking some crispies provided to us by guest of the pod, Allie. So very
1: appreciative of that. Shout out Coors Light, Wilson Coors.
0: Mm. The mountains are so blue. It's crazy. And um, I wanted to bring something up in the intro, Chris, if I may. Of course. I did a little research today because I was just bored. Looked up Ryan Condal, who is the showrunner. HBO uh, affirmed their belief in Ryan Condell. Not only did they uh, name him the sole showrunner for season two. Wow. Of, yeah, and he's got a great team around him. A lot of producers, a lot of EPs, but he is, he's he got full creative sort of juice there. They also, um, showrunners get long-term contracts with networks. We see it all the time. Uh, and he signed with HBO, and he's going to be with HBO for the foreseeable future. He uh, gave a shout-out to George R. R. Martin, said he can't believe you know, from the first day he picked up his book, he gets to do this. And he also said he hopes way past House of the Dragon, he will get to introduce us to Westerosi characters.
1: That's very, very positive news. I kind of, I mean, I love that guy. You could tell he's just a student of the game and he's not so far not making reckless decisions like Dave and Dan did.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree.
1: And as like a kind of a showbiz guy, does he already have season two like written? Like how far out ahead do, so, you, do you get on that?
0: They have it mapped out, right? He has like the usually what you'll do is he'll have it mapped out. Production will start in, uh, I think they said they want to start production in March of next year, which we alluded to the fact that that means they're probably trying to get a spring release the following year because they don't want to compete with football. Yeah, smart. So he probably mapped out a general direction of where it's gonna to go to HBO when he pitched the show, like the five season pitch, because it was rumored that it was a five season pitch. And now, right now, while we're watching the show, he's probably dialogue writing the 10 episodes. Not just him. He has a team with him. As you'll see, every episode is not going to have Ryan Condal's name on it. There will be other writers, other producers attached to it. It's just he essentially is telling them, like, this is what's going to happen. You could do the words. But in, in show business, it's so, in television, it's so much more different than film. In film, an executive producer isn't the writer. He's not a director. He usually just funds it and kind of stays to the side. In TV, the executive producer is literally the heart and soul of the show. Like, they'll come to Condell and be like, this color for the High tower, and be like, Man. Yeah. yeah."
1: Well, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because the level of detail that they have on these sets and, like, throwing in little, like, sim- symbolic things that represent the Westerosi world has been way cooler than I thought Game of Thrones was.
0: I, yeah, I feel like D&D weren't very detention... Like, uh, detail oriented. And in fairness to them, we didn't know what it would be, you know what I mean? Right. Game and they Thrones... didn't have
1: the same amount of money behind it. No,
0: especially not early on and Game of Thrones blew up and now HBO is like, okay, we see the, the the world, you know, that this could be and I don't think D&D were massive fans of the book. They read the books and I think they thought, "Oh, we could make a show out of this." Mm-hmm. I think they were guys who wanted to make it show business and saw a really cool opportunity. They did a great job adapting.
1: Yeah, I thought. I mean, again, best show of all time from like seasons 1 through 6. Yeah. And then it kind of just dropped the ball. But, yeah. but uh, I do want to say, this episode is dedicated to Viserys Targaryen. Mm. First, first of his name. R.I.P. to the realist.
0: Yeah, he he died at the end of that episode. Like, guaranteed. He's a dead boy. <laughs> he's a dead boy. He's a dead boy. He was breathing heavy. Then he had his eyes were just, like, open. He's, he's honestly, he needed it. I'm sure at that point, you know, you get so old, you kind of welcome it, I feel like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he was welcoming it.
1: Well, let's let's dive into this review here.
0: All right, so it starts off and they make a note that it's been a 6-year time jump since last episode. Uh and uh Corliss is hurt. Corliss is hurt and Vayman is talking to Raines and they're sort of discussing like what's going to happen with the Driftmark throne.
1: Yeah, so Veyman is of course Corliss's brother and he feels like he's the only blood, real blood that's Valerian <coughs> that can inherit Driftwood or I guess Driftmark. So It's like, you can already tell this tension's been going on, though. Like, he alluded to beef with Corlys from years ago, it seemed like, in that conversation.
0: Yeah, Vaemond is sort of, he's really hammering the, like, this is our throne. This is our blood's house. And, you know, he's, of course, telling Rhaenys, like, you know as well as I do that Laenor, that aren't his kids, you know? Yeah. And she's even smart and like, hey, you're speaking of treason, Vayman, Like, mind your tongue. But Veyman really's brash. Really doesn't give a fuck about shit, Marty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about fuck, Marty. But yeah, I don't. He, he To me, he's just an entitled little piece of you shit. Know, piece of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was a mouthy on, back at like the Stepstones during the right. war as well.
1: And he hasn't earned anything. Corliss brought all the wealth to House Valerian. I know. And so. now he's like, oh, our house, our house.
0: And it's like, dude, Corliss made. It's Corliss's house. Mm-hmm. You're just living in it. You're a tenant. Rent's due Thursday, all right? So quit questioning Corliss's wife sitting upon his throne while he's hurt. And don't worry, Corliss wasn't in that episode. He is hurt gravely, quote-unquote, but he'll be back. He'll be yeah, fine. He.
1: so he got, like, sliced in the neck on the Stepstones. Dude,
0: he's fine. This little neck slice in the Stepstones doesn't mean shit. Yeah, the Stepstones, by the way. Let me tell you something. This is turning into a real Afghanistan situation <laughs> because these guys... Pull the troops this out. This is very much... They, they, they went there, they hashtag mission accomplished one... And now they got to keep bouncing back. They really didn't clean the stepstones are an issue.
1: Well, we, we've got to stop all stepstones' terrorism. Yeah, that's true. Now watch this draft. true. Now watch this, <laughs>
0: this draft. We got to defeat the crab feeder. Uh, we hop to Dragonstone where, where Damon is looking for eggs, and he finds a clutch of three. Cyrax laid three eggs. Cyrax, of course, is the, the dragon of uh, our queen to be, Rhaenyra.
1: Yeah, and the dragon eggs, I guess, like come in pods. It was like kind of like saucy when he was digging into him.
0: Yeah, it some afterbirth. I feel like Ugh. A little dragon afterbirth. Does it go into the mountain to do it?
1: Yeah, he like he went in. It kind of looks like she, where.
0: Right? Uh, oh, you are talking about Damon. Sorry, yeah, I was Damon. About went dragon. In.
1: Um, <clears throat> it kind of looked like where Jon Snow was with uh, Danny when they it were like looking at those symbols and stuff. It
0: does, but the, it, either they didn't dig hard enough in this time period, or you know, I guess two hundred years, some erosion, maybe, maybe that you know i don't, I don't know. know i don't know but yeah that was the cave where Jon Snow found those little cave paintings and convinced Danny to like Jon Snow was covered in chalk and he was like yeah these were just here <laughs> um so Damon brings the uh the raven from Bela to to Rhaenyra. uh Renera's pregnant she's helping Jace learn some Valer- uh, Valerian and then Damon kind of comes in and is like yo Bela told me that like Vayman's being kind of a douche about the th- the driftmark you know airship to the driftwood throne and it's supposed to be Luke's, but of course, Luke is not lanor's son. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to cover there. It was cool seeing them learning High Valyrian, though.
0: Yeah, real and they suck at it
1: because again, it's stuff that we just haven't like seen played out on screen. So it's right. it's just cool to see those little
0: yeah yeah for nuances.
1: Sure. Uh They're
0: very scared that Vaymond will have some sort of an alliance with the Greens. Or already has some alliance with the Greens. They also don't know where Rainey stands on anything because right. of, I think Damon calls it their misunderstanding. And uh is like she thinks we killed her son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just a small misunderstanding. But
0: Damon, yeah, he's built different. Uh, and then they go to King's Landing. Uh, we cut to King's Landing. There's a hop across the Narrow Sea to King's Landing, and there's a small council meeting taking place. And again. As with this show, each episode they sort of really dive into the issue at hand, and this issue is who will sit the diff- the, the drift mark, th- uh, the driftwood thrown at drift mark, and this is what they're discussing, and a lot of smoke kind of be thrown back and forth.
1: Yeah, I, they started out with Beesberry kind of blabbering about something that was not related to that he's, issue.
0: Doesn't have his faculties he's, anymore. Yeah, he's he's, little, he's,
1: he's old. next in line behind Viserys. Yeah, oh yeah. But um, it it was cool, like they kind of like set the scene for Allison and Otto being in complete control. Yeah. So, and even like when Renera was walking in, she said, I don't even recognize this place and I grew up here.
0: He is the acting hand. This is like when Biden got his colonoscopy and Kamala for about (laughs) 35 minutes was the acting president when he was under anesthesia. This is essentially what's happening is Otto and Allison are sort of like the king and queen right now, for lack of a better term, because Viserys is just not, he's, he's sadly... In severe pain, and and mentally, he's just not there anymore. You know, mm-hmm. at least not fully. He has his moments, as we'll see. Um, Sir Aaron then walks up. New character is he? A is he a Kingsguard?
1: Um, so there's two of them, Sir Eric and Sir Aric, and they're twins. And so like they, so that that comes into play later on. But I was wondering when they were going to introduce them because they play a pretty important role.
0: Yeah, he essentially says, "Yo, you got to go to Aegon's uh, chambers. We got ourselves an issue." Alicent goes to Aegon's chambers, sort of a delicate scene that we'll handle here, uh, and it turns out that Aegon sort of, they didn't, it, he sexually assaulted a handmaid. Yeah, 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 he sexually assaulted her, and Alicent, of course, is, like, terrified of it, you know, but then she, like, gaslights the girl, and is like, you know, how do we know you're telling the truth, gives her a bunch of money, and is like, keep your mouth shut, but then she goes to Aegon, slaps him around, and is like, why are you so fucking reckless?
1: And then she gave that plan B, T insurance. Yeah, she did,
0: she gave her the tea.
1: But the one thing that, that I kind of picked up on in that scene was that it seemed like that wasn't the first time that Aegon has done something like that.
0: No, she's, like, prepared. She had, like, a clutch of money already ready yeah. of, like, gold. Um, and Aegon was, of
1: course, like, oh, it's just fun and games.
0: And it's like, no, no, like, this girl's crying like yeah. you were a monster. And Elson, I think, knows he's an idiot and like a terrible person, you know, but she's just dealing with it. She
1: says you're no son of mine in that yeah. in that conversation.
0: She does. She slaps him around a little bit. We see his ass for the second time. Different actor. <laughs> but Aegon's ass is prevalent in the show early on for the ladies. For the ladies. Uh, Rhaenyra and Daemon show up uh, to zero fanfare. No one's awaiting them when they show up to King's Landing. They go and they visit Viserys. And our first glimpse of Viserys this episode. And Whoa, boy. Yeah. Oh boy.
1: He's he's in the worst shape that he's been in. Oh thus boy. Far. Just he looks like he's falling already,
0: apart. He looks like he's dead already. And they mm-hmm. left him out back for a few days and then brought him back in. He's <laughs> missing. He's like falling, He's got like a head wrap on at this point. He's, his just face is just skin is
1: sliding off. And Rhaenyra is trying to slide into the conversation about. I mean, they're there to get Viserys on their side and Luke's side to take over Driftmark. And Damon just cuts to the chase and's like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna need you to affirm Luke as heir to the Driftwood Throne."
0: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, totally agree. And um, you know, it's it's sort of like Damon like hates the look of Aiserys. He's like looking at him like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this guy's all fucked up." Um, from there, um, let's see. Allison, Damon, and Rhaenyra talk. Allison sort of walks in. Uh, there's a lot of heat in this scene. There's a lot of heat in this scene.
1: Yeah, there's um Munero's not happy with the changes that have been made. Damon's saying that Allison and Nato are basically taking over and ruling the realm and it's not for love of Viserys, it's like a power grab move.
0: Yeah, well even Damon when Viserys was having like his tea sniffed it and then he even says to Allison he's like, You guys are just milk of the poppy and him up.
1: Mhm. I mean, he's he's alluding to the fact that they're intentionally doing it so that they can continue yeah making all the decisions yeah
0: and then from there we get the strong boys go to their little training session uh they're doing some some fun sort of working out this is their first time back in king's landing in like six years and of course all the people are looking at them like oh my god they are yeah. not Lannor at all related to lanar and then uh they turn around and aemon and sir Kristen are going at it and aemon's a badass yeah he's a- holding his own with sir Kristen.
1: aemon's uh Aemon's really showing like his kind of character arc here. Oh yeah, where he goes from the small shy boy, and now he rides Vagar, and all of a sudden he's got he's got all this like, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Swagger, swag juice. I can't
0: help but relate. (laughs) I can't help but relate because I used to be just this little pipsqueak, and now I'm a bit of a drip god. (laughs) <laughs> and very similar very similar and actually when Eamon sort of bests Kristen in the fight Kristen goes wow you'll do like great in tourneys and Eamon just goes i don't give a shit about tourneys yeah Eamon wants to kill people he mm-hmm. wants to he wants to really get in them guts
1: it seems like he has his head on straight though like it doesn't seem like he's overly malicious at this point yet
0: yeah, it's weird. He's he's like, I think he's like picking his moment. He's like smart enough to know when to pick his moment, but he's also going to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. But I still think like he want, he definitely has a lust for blood.
1: He wants the smoke.
0: He wants the smoke. He just knows that he has to do it at the right time for like the sake of his house, mm-hmm. which is honestly, as far as he's concerned, it's house Hightower, not house Targaryen.
1: He's he's not he's not Joffrey level yet.
0: No, he. I don't think he. He's too strong to be Joffrey. Joffrey was just a. He, he other people had to do his bidding. Like Eamon will do his own bidding. Yeah, for but sure. I still think like right now he understands the politics of it. He's smart enough politically to know that he can't bid just yet. Right. He has to wait till the. It's like eBay. You know, you wait till the last second, <laughs> you do the up bid, then you got it. Um. Eamon shows up, and there's actually like a lot of fanfare when he shows
1: up. Which is yeah, funny. He's he's rolling in deep. He's like trying to make a statement when he comes in. Yeah, he's
0: really showing up. They all got the like seahorse flags and sigils. Um, he talks to Alcett and Otto, sort of pleads his case. Um, not much there. Rhaenyra then goes to the Godswood. She talks to Raina and Rainies. Raina takes off real quickly, but the three R's uh, meet up. Yeah. And then Rhaenyra just puts it in plain language to Rainies.
1: So we actually like get to hear from Rainies what she thinks about the whole situation. She obviously thinks that Rhaenyra plotted to kill Lainor, And I don't know, like, do you think that you, if you're Rhaenyra, do you tell Rhaenus?
0: You know what, man? I feel like I would, but Rhaenyra's not going. This is like a Ned Stark situation where it's like they feel like they have to live with this lie, but why?
1: Like, I mean, I guess the only drawback would be if... Rainey's just goes, like, looking for him to bring him back.
0: No, I'd be like, listen, don't bring him. He's living his best life in Essos. Yeah. You see, yeah, you should see this ravens he just sent me over Ravengram. <laughs> He's looking great. He's loving it. Him and Carl are killing it out there, you know? But, <laughs> no, I think she's him. just... It's one of those things where she's going to live with that lie because then Rhaenys would be like, wait, you had to kill some random guy to pass him his lane or-? You know, you probably just... Yeah, that's true. Dig in. Just
1: dig into it. That's true. And then they talk about the betrothal of yes. their kids. So, Rhaenyra offers uh betrayal between Luke, Jace, and then Bela and Reina, which really is saying like we're going all in, we're allying full blood now.
0: Yeah, full blood.
1: And then Reyna has a good quote here in the scene where she basically says that the high towers are gonna land their first blow tomorrow. Yeah. And I must stand alone in that. Which yeah. was interesting though. Like I don't understand I didn't understand what she meant by a must-stand-alone.
0: I think she felt like she didn't want to... I mean, she's sort of playing both sides. If is saying her kids, and then they're saying, well, Vaemon, and then Rhaenys is like, well, it's, what about me? Maybe it's sort of like they can see her as the lesser of two evils, but she didn't. Long story short, she stood with Rhaenyra. Yeah. But, you know, good misdirect on Rainy's <laughs> part. Uh, Rhaenyra visits Viserys. It's a very intense scene because he's like... It's like at night... And she's talking about the dream, Aegon's dream, the Song of Ice and Fire. Do you believe it? Like, is it what you say it is? It's ever
1: important? She's in full desperation mode at this point. So th- this is like her, in her mind, probably her final chance to... To Hail Mary. Yeah, to to get Luke to inherit the Driftwood throne. So yeah. she's like crying and stuff. But it was, I mean, it's there were a lot of like touching moments in this episode where mostly with Viserys, you know? Yeah,
0: but. yeah. Oh, for sure. And so Viserys is getting some medicine and tells Otto to arrange a dinner. He's in severe pain. Otto is very aware of that pain. And um, he says, he's like, yo, do you want some of this milk with the poppy? And Viserys is like, no, no, no. Like, let me just live with it. And Viserys, there's like a 20-second scene of him just like, ah!
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it shows he... If there's one thing Viserys does do, it's stand up for his family in, yeah. in tough moments. So, but
0: he's in—he's just like, ah, you know, dying. <laughs>
1: yes, actively dying. Girls,
0: some guys be afraid to moan of their girls. <laughs> I'd be in there like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> no milk of the poppy. Yeah, you'll grace. Um, and then, so yeah, he's 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 fighting though. He's a fighter. And Otto is to arrange that dinner before the dinner though. Otto oversees the petition for who should sit uh, on on the throne in Driftmark.
1: Vayman states his claim. And it's, it's hot. Dude, he's like, he's throwing shots, direct shots at Rhaenyra. And direct sons. shots.
0: Shots across the bow. That's it, something that Corliss would love that, because he's a boat guy. <laughs> Shot right across the bow.
1: And then, like, I don't know. If I'm Vayman, I would probably, well, we'll get to that later we'll on, but, yeah, like, we gotta... come in a little lighter.
0: Yeah, come in a little lighter, but... Rhaenyra speaks for Luke. She gives her piece. After Vayman gives his piece, there's a lot of smoke back and forth. A little jibber jabber. Allison gets a little involved, uh, and then boom! Out of nowhere, the doors open up, and then uh, and they're like King Viserys, you know, whatever of his name, and King Viserys comes hobbling in, and it's a good twelve to fifteen minutes. He hobbles all the way to the throne. Everyone's like, oh, King Viserys.
1: Yeah, he he was struggling to get in there, but I did. The way that they filmed that scene, it really like. Put the fo- the spotlight on Viserys's like last. He's hurrah. good
0: God. Good God. That's King Viserys' music. <laughs> He's coming to the ring. Good God Almighty.
1: Um, he says to
0: Otto, I will sit the throne today. And it's a great part. Otto gets off the Iron Throne. He's walking up. He drops his crown. The King's guards are helping him. He's like, no, no, no. I can do it myself. And then mm-hmm. after his crown drops, uh, so you see a hand pick it up. He goes, I said, I'll do it myself. And he looks and it's Damon.
1: He's and Damon's like, him come out. on, brother.
0: He gets him up on the throne and then he rests the crown on, on Viserys' head.
1: That was cool that Damon helped out there. Little brotherly love.
0: It's a good I mean Damon, the whole episode I told I said this to you while we were watching. He not just the fact that it's his brother, but Damon appears to like I feel like Damon's the kind of guy who can sword fight you and kill you all day long and not bat an eye. But it seems something about that death, about the mortality of his kin, but also the very specific way that he's dying. The very sort of long play death. Yeah, I think Damon, if he, like he died in battle, would be so. I think that scares him. Right. I
1: think that death scares him. Yeah, he's like it's very, he's very much like a uh, like a Viking sort of death, like die with axe in hand.
0: Yeah, and it's is his brother, so of course he cares about him, so that hurts as well. But he's also just seeing someone he cares about decay. And I think that to him is discomforting. Very much so. Like, to a different level than like I said, he kills the crab fear, kills kill guys all day long mm-hmm. with a sword. But once it's like that, it's just like, oh no.
1: Yeah, he like cringes every time he looks every, at the Yeah, series. literally.
0: Damon's Damon's facial expressions in this episode are on point. Um, Viserys just says, he's like, yo, I mean, I thought we settled this already, but if we're going to ask anyone's opinion, I don't give a fuck about anyone's except Princess Rhaenys.
1: And then she, she sets the stage and you're not sure at that point what she's going to, what she's going to do, who she's going to side with, but she ends up going with Rhaenyra and, and her sons. And he, she also announces the though right there too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, there were questions as to. Is is just going to be a constant thorn in Rhaenyra's side? And I think now, formally, they are on the same team.
0: Yeah, and Vayman is livid. He's sort of like, what the fuck? He goes he's off like, the perkies. This is baloney sauce. He's absolutely, he says, you know, he's like, this is not my blood. And he says the strong, you know, he says her children are. And Damon goes, say it. Yeah. And he goes, they're bastards. And his mother's a whore. And Viserys stands up, and, like pulls his dagger. He's like, "I'll have your tongue."
1: Yeah, I Damon wanted him to say it so bad because he was just ready. He was just ready to put him to death,
0: and he did. And Damon turned around and looked at Viserys. Viserys is like, "I'll have your tongue," and then boom, Damon cuts the top, head of his ha- uh, top half of his head off. He goes, "He can keep his tongue," <laughs> and then it's like, "When's dinner?"
1: <laughs> and everyone's like, "Yeah." Yeah, I, do you think he like planned on? cutting him off right above his tongue or it just like happened then he said he could keep his tongue
0: i think that it was uh i'll be honest the way i wish he just cut his head off that to me was a part where i was like i didn't need that specifically i thought the cg of it was awful that's why when it's the tongue on the ground after the initial i was like oh no that looks really stupid (laughs) but i wish he just i gotta say after the swing they're like we gotta have him say something cool But uh, knowing Damon, though, let's say, for the sake of argument, you know, I I think he did that on purpose.
1: Yeah, he he seems pretty accurate with the story. He seems
0: like me, where he's like, oh, this would be funny to say. And then bases (laughs) the entire evening on trying to say that one thing.
1: (laughs) He had it planned out when he woke up. Yeah,
0: he was like, oh my god, if they're going to cut his tongue out, this would be so fucking funny. If I cut (laughs) his head off, just if I was Um. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Eamon, of course, it actually shows Eamon really quick when the head's off and he's kinda like smirks. Eamon loves a little bloodshed. Um Rhaenys has a quick scene where she sees dead dead Vayman. She's just yeah. is, like, staring at it. Very weird scene. So she had like a kind of a smirk, maybe.
1: I don't like that I think if there's one scene in this episode that wasn't necessary, I, that one that, that I yeah. that didn't do it for me.
0: Yeah. And we'll discuss this during the rating, but there's a couple opinions I'm seeing via text that you know. Again, it's just a matter of what do you think needs screen time, you know? Mm-hmm. And genuinely, we haven't had much from Rainey's too much, you know, yet. So, but also that didn't—I didn't get it because what I can't tell was she smirking. Did she have tears in her eyes? Almost like, oh, war is definitely coming. I didn't get it.
1: She, I think, if I were to kind of guess what the point of that scene was, it's I like think it's to just like show how familiar Rainus is with death and loss.
0: Yeah. For sure, no, for sure.
1: Cause she, I mean, she lost both her Lenora and Lena. Yeah, and then now her cousin.
0: Yeah, he had it coming. Though. Her
1: brother in law, I guess. That'd be a brother. Brother in law, yeah, yeah,
0: husband's brother. Uh, dinner is poppin'. It's awkward. Dinner's a little awkward. It's a little quiet. They do seventeen minutes of toasts. Aegon is super horny. <laughs> Keeps making jokes to Jason Luke. He's like, "Hey, yo, boys, let me tell you, you're gonna love the porkin'. Porkin's fun." um you don't know, like to swing them girls he's like if you need any pointers just ask cole Aegon. uh but again we have to remember that Aegon is literally sexually assaulted someone earlier in the episode yeah. so his experience is dubious at best He's a um, he's a
1: drunkard and he he's a drunkard and a rapist
0: yeah so um obviously team greens is sort of riddled with terrible characters at this point uh Viserys sort of gives a speech asking for peace amongst his house, uh, and he's very aware of his own mortality, as is everyone. He brings it up, takes the mask off, his eyeball's missing. uh.
1: This was interesting to me because this was the first time that Viserys actually acknowledged all the, you know, trifling, and all the violence and stuff going on between the family. Before it seemed like he just kind of, you know, would address it for a second and then Be like, all right, just I'll get along.
0: Yeah. He really seemed, though, adamant, like you said. Like, he knows this is his last stand, Mm -hmm. and he's got to give it all he's got. And he's just, like, in the knees. Like, if you're not going to do it for the the kingdom, if you're not going to do it for the realm, just fucking do it for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, that was really nice of him to say.
1: It seemed like everyone liked the message, and people were getting along, the music Sounds great, doesn't work.
0: They're like, sounds great, (laughs) doesn't work, Viserys.
1: Otto even smiles for a bit, which I haven't even seen him.
0: Yeah, cheese
1: before. Helena
0: gives a toast. It's super awkward. She is a very awkward girl. She's like, mostly your husband ignores you, except when he's drunk. Haha. And everyone's kind of like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. And uh, Jace dances with Helena. Um, and then Jace sort of makes a move at Aegon a little like aggressively. And then Aemon stands up real fast. It's really weird. Aemon, of course, protecting his brother. And then uh, Eamon gets a nice big dinner. It's a it's a pig. It's a roasted pig.
1: Yeah, I knew it was trouble when that pig got set in front of him. Yeah. Oh. Because Luke starts the pig laughing. Dread, yeah. Yeah, and then Eamon's not gonna Eamon's not the type to get mocked anymore.
0: So Eamon stands up. He's like, I would like to toast my nephews, which I forgot that they're his fucking nephews, which is wild. The strong boys, uh, and he goes um, to my nephews who are like handsome and wise and strong, strong. <laughs> to the strong boys and everyone knows what that means and then the strong boys and amon and Aegon get into it yeah and so the uh, greens whoop their
1: ass so it, it was all peace love and chicken grease before that and then the strong boys just get macked up real yeah quick. and it
0: was war boars and whores and fucking whores and they started slinging slinging fists and, and
1: damon uh, breaks it up eventually
0: damon breaks up the fight and amon almost for a second amon and damon were looking at each other like are we gonna go is this gonna happen And they both sort of smirked. And I think Damon was like, listen, little guy, you know what? This fucking smoke.
1: Possibly a little foreshadowing there. Maybe smoke
0: later on. We'll see. There's a white worm spotting. Finally.
1: Yeah. She's 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 just been operating in the darkness.
0: 25 years later, like her first episode to now. And it's just (laughs) like, there she is looking the same. And uh, everyone was casted pretty well at their older selves. Obviously, this is the same actress, but it's just like, the one that always confused me was Lena. Her older actress looked like she was like 45, and it was like, well, I don't yeah. get that cause she was 12. Yeah. Um, And she's getting a little bit of intel from that woman that you said kept being spotted in every scene. She's Talia. the handmaid. Talia, yeah, she's hearing everything. She, is
1: pretty Talia cool. is not as sneaky as she thinks. Because no. we all knew.
0: Yeah, we all knew. I'm sure Otto knows. I'm sure uh, Laris already's got her pegged as someone to keep an eye on. Those guys know who the worms are. Uh, Allison visits Viserys Viserys thinks it's Rhaenyra and he basically is like remember the prince that's promised you gotta do it what Aegon promised and she thinks she's talking about her Aegon yeah. it's a whole clusterfuck she leaves the room thinking her quest is to get Aegon on the Iron Throne yeah.
1: it, and it kind of sucks too because it did seem like Rhaenyra and Allison were kind of making a comeback like when when Rhaenyra yeah. said that they were leaving the Dragonstone, it really seemed like Allison didn't want them to leave yet.
0: They at the dinner had some really good. Mo- Other than Aemon being an asshole, the dinner overall was good. Like Aegon, I think the cousins are used to Aegon being like that. They're kind of like Jesus Aegon, give it a rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Eamon, though is there's a viciousness behind him. Yeah, and I think he, everyone he took sees it to it. the next
1: level. For yeah, sure. Yeah, like even in that dinner scene, Rhaenyra. Really like she shouted out Alicent, Alicent and also was staying like, there with Viserys the whole time
0: and she was teary eyed and was like I really appreciate you saying that mm-hmm. and I think we have more in common than we think and we allow you know and all right so at the end of the episode Viserys is grasping it fucking you know uh, and he
1: probably dies right we we I feel like we have to assume he's dead
0: well in the next episode they said King Viserys is dead On the next time I okay. House of the dragon so
1: he's dead he's all gone right? this isn't a spoiler
0: all right it's a promise. King Vasyrus is dead. <laughs> uh, a couple of things before we do our rating i want to acknowledge the deep thrones family i'm getting a lot of texts some people love that episode okay some people hated that episode interesting and i feel like that's par for the course for this particular show i think some people think the screen time in each episode is really focused on like one titular event and it's like who's gonna sit the throne of driftmark who's driftmark 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 and it's people that i'm seeing it's like the character development of everyone around that insular circle it's sort of like oh man they're so worried about introducing us to time jump aemon and time jump Aegon and time jump chase mm-hmm. that it's like the people around that like the white worm it's like well we what the fuck who cares you know yeah to yeah. non-book readers it's sort of like oh her again what's what's her deal you know yeah
1: i i mean i could definitely see that it's it's like odd because it's such a smaller setting than what game of thrones was meaning like we're not jumping from winterfell to king's landing you know this whole episode was basically in king's landing and yeah. then dragonstone
0: and people will compare it to game of thrones which probably is fair and unfair i'd say because it's his own show it's completely own show same mm-hmm. world its own show i do think though that like i i did a game of thrones rewatch recently and there are some episodes in that that are fucking pointless yeah Quite a few between yeah, one okay. and five, the amount of brand traveling scenes, and it's and you might be like, oh well, brand traveling, but in the rest of the episode, there's nothing happening, you know. So that happens, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is when you build a show, you build the world, and specifically what they're doing. It's so complicated. The amount of time they've had to jump. I told you, I was like, they're jumping so fast, and yet it sometimes goes so slow.
1: This, that's that's their biggest challenge but the good yeah. news is it's only this season that they're gonna have that and challenge.
0: now it's done finally no more time drops i don't have to be mm-hmm. like it's done until two more episodes it's done uh and going forward but i think those complaints are valid and i think nine and ten are i think they probably prepared for it nine and ten will be their redeeming episodes because that's when the fucking action finally
1: comes i mean i i love this episode
0: i really like this episode too. i really liked this episode i sort of and again we have a lot of text saying they loved the episode so mm-hmm. it's it's very you know it's very hit and miss with people uh, but I, I understand why, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely not one of those situations where I'm like, what? How could you not? It's one of those situations where I'm like, oh, I totally get that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So that being said, what would you rate this episode? A 10 out of 10.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I gave it a, a 7. 7. I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, the reason I actually had an 8 originally, but the reason I switched it to a 7 was because I was like, you know, some of the things, it's a CGI for me, which is like, it has nothing to do with the show itself, I guess, in terms of the pacing, but it takes you out of it just for that second. You're kind of like, oh, come on, that looks so weird. Uh, but otherwise, I really liked it. I really like New Eamon. I think the actor who plays him does a really good job. I love his vibe. He's got like sort of a weird mouth. You know, he's doing this like a Botox Amon. You know I'm <laughs> talking about. He looks like a real housewife of uh, you know Hightower. Uh, so Amon.
1: Okay. Um, Ten so stars
0: for Eamon. Seven stars for the episode.
1: I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven point eight. Mm-hmm. so I actually I like I said I love the episode I do I kind of view from a different angle because for me watching that those events happen from fire and blood but the holes aren't filled in so like actually watching it played out seeing the conversations that Viserys has with Minera
0: filled in your holes, and
1: Ellicent <laughs> filled filled the shit out of my filled holes all those
0: holes yeah
1: but I yeah I thought and I like the angle that they kind of made Viserys go out with a bang too
0: yeah, me too. So. Me too. He he. I liked that they gave him that. It's George R. R. Martin himself said that, like, in his story, Viserys is very much a placeholder, and the show actually gave him heart. Mm-hmm. Patty Constantine brought him to life. Um, I assume next episode will technically be Patty Constantine's last episode because it'll be him laying there, like, ah, you know. But he did a great job. What a fabulous job by him! I think that deserves a shout out of all the people we've seen. Obviously, Millie and Emily Carey and all that, but.
1: And then they also the one point that I that I really liked was that they added some likability to Allison.
0: Yeah, they made her human.
1: They made her human. The the scene with Diana, she seemed like she actually cared about that girl. She
0: did. So this is the thing. She realized this is the the hard part about liking her is that she she sort of gaslit her a little bit. But I think she, this fucked up thing is she did that out of, like, I have to do this. But you can see in her face she was mortified that her son did that to her. Right. It doesn't excuse the gaslight, the payoff, and the don't fucking say anything because no one will believe you. That's
1: fucked up. Well, I just think about, like, how Cersei would handle that. She'd probably just, like, kill so her. Yeah, would have been
0: dead. Yeah. Been dead. So this is, so you know what? Progress. <laughs> exactly. so you know, this is a step in the right direction. And, a small then, and
1: then she was, like, renovating the relationship with Rhaenyra. She and was. And um, the... The scene with Viserys is like, now it's not just her being greedy and wanting her son to inherit the throne. She
0: thinks it's a destiny. Right. But also, it's like, come on, dude. He is half asleep, he's dying, and she's taking that verbatim. That's sort of on her. But she is, if the show's taught us anything about Allison, she is easy to gaslight. Oh, yeah. Half dead Viserys was like, hey, the throne. And she's like, oh, yes, clearly. She just heard what she wanted to hear. Clearly. Clearly. Oh, yes, no doubt. Best line, Yas Queen.
1: So, my best line is from Viserys to basically everyone at that uh, dinner table. And she, he said, the crown cannot stand strong if the house of the dragon is divided.
0: Mm.
1: Which turns out to be very true. And we'll very probably true. learn that in the next yeah. couple episodes.
0: Yeah, this is the, this is how Targaryen takes a wild turn in their history here. What was your best line? My best line was um, uh, Vayman to Rhaenys at the beginning when he says, it's not a king who sits... The Iron Throne these days, good sister. It's a queen. That's Talking about my queen, Alison talking Hightower. Talking about Hightower. Those Hightower. Does, Yeah,
1: those toes. Talk about
0: them first. Uh,
1: my Yas queen was from Veyman to Rhaenyra, <clears throat> basically. I guess the whole court there. But Baelen, when he was talking about the kids, and he says her children are bastards and she is a whore.
0: That's hard. That goes hardcore.
1: And then he then he got himself killed.
0: Yeah, that's a rough Yas Queen. And mine is too. Allison Hightower to her son. You are no son of mine. Mm-hmm. That's rough to hear.
1: Oh, yeah. That's rough to hear. Especially since she, like, from this point on, her whole life is about installing Aegon as king.
0: I know. It's less about him and I think more about the Hightower name at this point. And yeah. And I think she's fine with that. You know? Sort of like riding whatever, whatever whoever's hot. She's riding the hot hand and unfortunately it's Aegon. Um, So, hottest moment, Chris. What is yours?
1: My hottest, my hottest moment was the dinner with the fam.
0: It was hot. It was
1: nice. It, I liked that it was a bunch of. It was like a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, there were times where you're laughing and smiling, and then it ends in a fight. And There's fight, yeah. Also, so, yeah. I think like it really. I think it sets the tone going forward. Like it's not all fun and games anymore.
0: No, yeah, the pieces are in place. The games are sort of just beginning. Um, and that was a hot scene. And I actually you know what's great? The pig looked delicious, didn't it?
1: It, it looked, it it looked very good. It cooked really well. <laughs> it's <good>. And pork <laughs> is, is nice difficult. Sear. you got
0: to cook it nice, you know? Uh, you can't undercook, you know, uh, pork. Yeah, you will get sick. You will get sick, and hopefully Eamon's fine. Um, my hottest moment was when King Viserys came into the, the throne room popping yeah. out doing it limping his way to the throne killing it he looked great they needed one of those chairs that old great. people sit on you know that takes them up the staircase at their house you know yeah he needs. well need he also
1: needs like a brand chair too
0: he does he needs well it's a wheelchair
1: no it's a brand chair
0: you should say that the next time you see someone <laughs> in a wheelchair do you need help getting out of your brand chair <laughs> what sorry this building's not brand chair accessible <laughs> <laughs> So get the I fuck guess. away from me. Mount Rushmore, which I don't remember what our topic was.
1: Uh, Most influential deaths. Uh,
0: my first, for I'll go first, because I feel like you went first. Yeah, rip time. it. Influential deaths of Robert Baratheon.
1: Ooh, I had him on my list as well.
0: Yeah, well, it's, come on, man. I mean, his death literally kicked off the events of Game of Thrones. You can argue somebody else's did, but I'm not going to say his name, because I might use him later.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to roll with Ned Stark. That's a big one. That's That's a massive one.
0: Ned Stark, yeah. I mean, honestly, the Nedless Horseman, the OG. The I Nedless. Mean, Horseman. I think, in terms of the show, like the significance is, you know, unheralded. I think Ned Stark's death, above all the other deaths, was massive. My second one will be John Arryn because, sort of, keeping nice. in line with that, uh, just in terms of what it sets off.
1: People be- forget about John Arryn
0: because he dies. Robert brings Ned to King's Landing because Ned's. In- it's everything starts with John Arryn's death, which started with Littlefinger. It's just so great,
1: fucking finger. Okay, I'm gonna roll with uh, Jon Snow.
0: That's a big death,
1: Jon Snow. And then, then he rose. rose in uh, the third episode. On the second on the episode, episode, he <laughs> rose. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great stuff. I'm gonna go with uh, Khal Drogo oh, because okay. Danny couldn't really become the full Khaleesi she was. Her man was holding her back a little bit, and she couldn't fully. Technically, his death is what brought forth the birth of the dragons
1: yeah that's true
0: and because she's walked into the pyre you know so call drogo i love you buddy but you're dead
1: people forget that danny accidentally killed him too
0: she did yeah she did well he, he had sepsis he was sick he got an infection and then she was like hey witch who he was just pillaging your village help him and she was like oh okay
1: it turns him into a zombie
0: yeah and then she sat on his face smothered him
1: so i'm gonna go with the red viper
0: oh yeah
1: because because tyrian basically if he doesn't if he doesn't taunt the mountain in that scene
0: over in Martell.
1: then Tyrion's fine and everything he stays in king's landing probably becomes hand of the king again so yeah all right you to
0: the realist over martel we love you uh and my fourth is going to be a controversial one but a pretty big one the night king
1: damn it i had him too
0: well guess what i drafted him so you're gonna have to go into your second round picks there because Uh, the night king uh hate the way it happened but there's no denying it was big
1: yeah definitely big uh well shoot i didn't have anyone else written down so let me just
0: i had a backup
1: what's your backup
0: daenerys targaryen
1: oh that wasn't influential
0: for me it was
1: (laughs) <laughs> all right i'll roll i'll roll it actually you know what no i'm gonna go with um with Masandi because Masandi dying is what that's true set off danny and made her the mad queen she
0: turned around she was so angry she had that little pouty little Clark face <laughs> and then the episode ended on it oh, so cute so cute um you blew it
1: i think i think this week's you blew it's an obvious one it's vaiman trying to claim driftmark and
0: Okay, well...
1: Just getting his head cut off.
0: First off, I don't appreciate you saying it's an obvious one because I'm a different person with different thoughts, but I also chose Vayman. <laughs> so, on behalf of both of us, Vayman.
1: You blew it. You blew, yeah, it, you blew it, And I
0: don't particularly love you.
1: Well, I don't I, love him. I mean, your, your tongue's hanging out. Yeah, that's true. His
0: tongue's hanging out for sure. Uh, Corliss, hopefully, is back next episode. We need that steady hand that Corliss is to sort of bring a little fire to the to the blacks because uh, the greens are sort of... I mean, Amon's ended on a high note, man.
1: I mean. It, it seems like it seems like from the previews of next week that that the greens are in control. Yeah, moving forward. Well, which... but,
0: but also there are they're in King's Landing. Renara and her family is going to Dragonstone, so they're sort of out of the in, They're uh, they're in sort of the spot. They're in the capital. You know yeah. What I mean? So they are able to move the chess pieces as they see fit before anyone can react. Right. right? And we'll obviously see that next week. I do think, like overall, you know. Hopefully the pacing sort of slows down in a weird way, but also speed you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying?
1: I think I think inherently it's gonna slow down because there's no time jumps.
0: Right. And I think too that next episode in episode ten there'll be a fair amount of action in terms of fight sequences, but also it's just a matter of um it is a very insulated show. You're right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing for me to adjust. And we talked about this. My biggest adjustment has been when i watch the show i sort of miss the hopping around but i can't compare it to game of thrones that's not me when i watch i definitely do uh and but, who
1: knows i mean when we get introduced to more characters there might be more you know locations that we see that's what i'm
0: saying i mean when we looked into the lore and we look into the story of all these people who participate in these battles and stuff they're gonna need a little bit of introduction a little bit of juice you yeah, know yeah. and i wonder if Sort of season two, they'll open it up completely almost and make it more of a Game of Thrones style where this season one was very much like, well, we have to do all these fucking time jumps. The last thing we need is 18 houses right. or else people will be blowing their brains out trying to pay attention to this. And
1: I, and I think season one was very much the story of Viserys's reign as well. So obviously mm-hmm. that's going to be focused in King's Landing.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right. So the next segment is strategy with Lord Mims. Mims. Lord Mims. If you are Vayman, Vayman Valerian, VV, uh, would you press your claim? Would you have raised that stink? Again, but let's try it at no hindsight. Right. You don't know about your tongue. <laughs> you, you don't know, know about your tongue. You don't know anything about your tongue. All you know is, is that legitimately, your house seat is about to be taken over by bastards. And you know it. Everyone knows everyone it. Knows I, everyone knows it. Knows.
1: Yeah. Everyone knows it. I... I, I Maybe I state my claim to the Driftwood throne, but you have to, especially after witnessing the king say that, you know, if someone else speaks this treason, that their tongue's coming out. Yeah. Like, you can't go in as hot as he did.
0: He went in way too hot.
1: He went in way too hot. And Corliss isn't even, like, dead. So, I, like, the timing of it is not good either.
0: Right. That's the weird part. They're really expecting Corliss to, like, die from this wound. Which, like, Corlys then pops up like, hey, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, like, yeah. So, I I think he went about it in completely the wrong way. But also, like, we were talking about this when we were after the episode. He didn't earn anything for House Valerian. Oh,
0: Corlys did. The nine voyages were all Corlys. Right. He did everything. The guy literally made House Valerian what it is. Sort of a Tywin in that sense. Where, like, obviously House Lannister was a rich house. But Tywin sort of made it. Like, boom. Like, this is fucking house.
1: Basically rule the Seven Kingdoms, right. in a way.
0: Right. And Corlys, to his own end, is sort of... And you, the reason that this is such a significant thing is because of what Corlys... The reason this debate's even happening, the reason House Valerian's, you know, is such a significant house to begin with because of its fleet is because of Corlys. Right. So, it's not like if this happened, like, oh... The, uh, over at the crag, what's it called? That house, you know what I mean? The Mira Reed's parents. Oh, yeah. A, like, let's settle this in King's Land. We're like, no, you guys fucking figure it out. Yeah. It's because whoever inherits this fucking seat has control of the naval fleet.
1: The naval fleet and basically all the trade coming from Essos.
0: Exactly. So that's the only reason that it's even a question. And keep in mind. That the only reason any of that exists is because of Corliss. Right. So, so his brother's rolling up like, hey, <laughs> and, silver spoon and, like, in the mouth, kind
1: of. In, kinda. in season, or episode two when he was in it, or was it episode three when they were on the Stepstones? It was two or three. Yeah, it was right there. But we, I mean, we were saying like, he's just an entitled little asshole. Like he he's trying to make all these decisions and everyone like at that table, Corliss kind of looked at him like, he was what was you talking about?
0: Damon, and then Corliss kind of grabbed him by the shirt and was like. He's like, I love you, but if you sow dissent, or mutiny, because big boat guy, loves the boat terms. He's like, if you even threaten mutiny, like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. So,
1: vaman has been off the perky since day one.
0: Very whiny, very entitled. The older brother did all the work. You hate to see it. But vaman has gone, and it was a good death, a significant death, I feel like. But, again... I don't think it's gonna resonate hugely. I think many people are like, "Oh fuck, he got his head cut off." I think next episode and the episode after is when we'll start to see some 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 shit. You know, agreed. Unnecessary titties, Chris.
1: So my unnecessary titties was Aegon assaulting Diana. Not a yeah. Not a fan of that type of behavior. So no,
0: yeah, I think that's fair. My unnecessary titties are it just, and I just wrote Aegon's entire vibe. Everything about him. Yeah, obviously Aemon's sort of a loose cannon, but he we haven't seen him do anything outwardly evil. Yeah, I mean except that fist fight last episode. But well, again, but he, he, was he was
1: being taunted. He was oh, you're so. saying um,
0: he punched the two girls and he punched oh, the boy and he got right. gouged out. Um, but Aegon, now we know like verified isn't is accused of terrible things. So terrible guy. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. We've had a lot of similarities this episode.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I hate all my homies hate Aegon.
0: Yeah, um, totally, totally, uh, I, and I'm one of them, and I feel like I'm one of your, oh, your main yeah. homies.
1: Uh, though, I, don't, so. I don't know, man, because you Team Greens, and like I, like, like, I love
0: their mom, you know, that's what they need is a strong father figure to step in with both his eyes, uh, which honestly, I'm shocked Eamon and Viserys didn't bond over that, they both got one eye now, <laughs> they could do a thing where they do like, a, oh, those, uh, like, you know, those races where you tie your two legs together?
1: <laughs> so you tie your faces together? <laughs> no,
0: well, yeah, yeah. He, they wear like a giant headband.
1: Eamon, Eamon's got to borrow his granddad's mask or his yeah. dad's mask.
0: It is his dad. Wow. Ew. Um, but yeah, no, I love their mom, uh, Allison. I feel like Allison is just a strong person, a strong woman. She's got a good constitution.
1: She's a strong, too.
0: She's a strong 10. She's a hard 10. She's just a strong woman. Uh, and again, I can't, I think we've talked about this on three straight episodes. Uh, let's make it four or five. Her photo spread for, um, rihanna's uh lingerie. savage fenty savage fenty is that what it's what i don't even know what that means but she is savage and she is fenty and <laughs> she looks great oh my goodness it's one of those things where it's like uh... so trial by combat
1: <laughs> so yeah so what what's your because you were saying this trial by combat's pretty pretty juiced up this week huh? no
0: i mean i don't think it's my funniest i actually like thought it was like a creative like a cool idea like it, i think it's something you'd want to go to the movies to see
1: okay let's genuinely see it. i'm not
0: even being sarcastic um, it's more like just keeping up with my spooky theme and it's sort of, it, it wasn't my inspiration, but after I wrote it, I was like, it sort of has the vibes of like cabin in the woods. You guys have ever seen that movie. It's a really fun time. That movie it's very out there. Unlike anything you'll see or like imagination land from South park. Right. Oh, I know that. Of course. Very similar th- uh, vibe. So this movie takes place at the, uh, last blockbuster in the world. There is one left.
1: I think it's an Oregon or bend, something,
0: right? Bend, Oregon. That's the name of the, um, the name of the town is bend. Um, a few slackers work there. Uh, some some potheads, but you know these guys who work at movie stores that are like you can imagine the guy like long hair, sort of like a pothead, but he's passionate about his movies. Oh you know yeah. what I mean,
1: well, and he calls them films, films, cinema, the pictures. Yes.
0: <laughs> and um, so obviously that's they're very passionate about it. That's where they work. Uh, they're there late night one night getting their their Halloween themed stuff set up. They're putting the decorations out. Um, you know they're sort of uh, putting a movie display up there's like a massive like movie display always at the blockbuster and they got all their classic Halloween films on there and then a massive lightning bolt from like the heavens itself a lightning strike hits the blockbuster and it like goes through like the electrical and it like climbs up that movie stand and I don't know why but when it does that it like explodes right and from that explosion from that lightning strike, all of the monsters, the famous monsters from those famous horror movies, come to life and are unleashed oh, into the no. world. And it's up to these stoner slacker clerks because they've watched these movies so much. And you ever watch a horror wow. film and you're like, Oh, I'd survive this. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. These guys are like, We know how to do this. Like, boom, Chucky, right? The uh, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, the Shark from Jaws is in like, you know, a lake somewhere. And they just have all the answers to how to get all these famous wow. movie villains. And it's just, it's sort of like a horror comedy because these guys are, like, you know, like, being really silly. But this madness is unleashed on the world. They're chopping people to bits. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger are out there. And it's up to these, like, six, you know, not six, but, like, four buddies to just figure it all out. Dude,
1: I mean, I could, fun movie, I like, right? that That sounds like something that, uh, like, a Seth Rogen would be in.
0: Right. He'd be great in it because he, he looks like a movie store clerk from the right. 90s. Yeah. Like, you get Seth Rogen in there. You get. Paul Giamatti. No, that'd be weird. Not Paul Giamatti. You get Jeremy Irons. Nope. Not him. <laughs> not
1: him. Maybe um, yeah. I, I would I would watch that one hundred percent. Right.
0: And it's it's tough because I'm pretty sure all those properties are owned by different movie
1: studios. Oh yeah. But you
0: know, man, it's just I'm an ambitious fella, you know. And I just feel like we come together for a common cause and that cause making the green. You making would the pesto. You
1: might have to like you might have to like make up very similar horror characters.
0: Oh, it's Miguel Myers. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's Chunky. Chunky the doll, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Frederick, Frederick Krueger. Dude, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm in. I'm 100% in on that.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be a good time. And that's just, I think that's a genuinely good idea. And that and Quantum Balls are two of my best ideas I've ever had. And and they,
1: Pierre Lebois.
0: Pierre Lebois. The, yeah, the French film uh what was it oh the premier garcon which means the final boy (laughs) oh my gosh
1: so i mean send us your thoughts on on the episode like like you said we we got some text already but we love that stuff that's like really the reason why we do this and it's all
0: valid because i'm not gonna lie i mean me and chris had some pretty good debates and conversations off the pod especially early in the season where i was like i don't know man it ain't it yet i really like Mm it i really do like it i feel like the last two episodes have reeled me in but I don't begrudge anyone who are kind of skeptical still. And I'm excited for the show to earn that trust. Because it's on them. It's yeah. on them at the end of the day. I mean, they,
1: they've got two episodes to do it.
0: Yeah. And I think it's 100% fair, 100% valid. I think what we say is pretty much truth. It's almost like you're listening to the Bible being written right now <laughs> from Chris and
1: me. Because that's all like literal literal truth.
0: That is, As I've read it, that's how I've always taken it seventh day i don't do shit <laughs> this podcast <laughs> technically is an abomination we should be killed oh for this. man that's true this is work on the lord's <laughs> day oh my goodness uh, of all days um but yeah no I, that's the thing so whatever we say on this pod it's never us sort of negating those opinions it's we're just opinionated as well but we love your opinions because i find this show to be easy to debate over more than game of thrones house of the dragon i'd say which it makes it more fun for me because it's those areas of gray and i love it
1: Yeah, I think I think in Game of Thrones, people either all liked an episode or everyone all hated it. Right, but there weren't like there weren't controversial like takes on the same episode. So,
0: but we're seeing this, um, and it's not it's multiple. I'm, I'm getting texts from multiple people. I loved it. Multiple people didn't really like it uh and it's that's what i I actually think that's kind of cool and exciting i'm like into that for for our sake obviously hbo probably wants everyone to love it right but the ratings remain high they re-signed ryan condell for fucking uh, whoever knows how many years yeah he's making bank in perpetuity which means forever Tyrion, miss him i've been watching a lot of game of thrones lately
1: I I just haven't been able to. I've been in my free time. I'm like reading Fire and Blood over and over again. So I appreciate like, that. Yeah.
0: So I appreciate you're like a serial killer. <laughs> but um, I've just been reading Fire and Blood constantly.
1: But please like, share, subscribe, it, it, continue to interact with us, like we were just saying. And that, that's all I got.
0: That's all I got too. Hey, uh, Allison, hit me up. Um, you're gonna be really single very soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not to be messed with testing quiz.